Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening everybody and welcome to Go Rangers Radio. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert here. And everybody, please say hello to your friend of mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, what's happening, brother? What's up, Ollie? How are things, my friend? I'm good. I know you're really good right now. <laughs> For anybody <laughs> who expected us on time tonight, there's a pretty darn good reason we're not. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Paulie, Paulie forgot there was a show tonight. Oh, that's <laughs> wrong. That is so wrong, man. So wrong. Hey, look, sometimes, you know, your your son has a friend over, and then the son's friend's father comes over with a cooler full of beer, and, you know, you got to play a good host. So that's where we are. All right, man. <laughs> I tell you, it's a fantastic excuse. I'm totally fine with it. I'm sure HR will be okay with it, too. We'll send it up to the board, and, and we'll find out if there's any issues. Well, here we are, hey, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, Paulie, what? I'm a professional, so I'm going to make it happen, so don't worry. Oh, my God. Hold on to your seats there, Prof- folks. Professional what? I'm not sure, but a professional be, nonetheless. It's going to be an interesting show. There's no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. So here we are, June Well, 20- there's no hockey to talk about. <laughs> I'm 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 already interrupting you like crazy like last week. So I can't even get a word in. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. I'm gonna put myself on mute. <laughs> Wednesday, June twenty third, ladies and gentlemen, right here, Go Rangers Radio. If you had told me and KD we'd be talking this late into June. Uh, we'd say you're nuts, and we would have hoped maybe it was a, for Stanley Cup reasons or whatever, but it's not. Welcome to the age of COVID, ladies and gentlemen, and the uh, the NHL is looking to come back sometime in the summer, July or August, along with now what looks like Major League Baseball and the NBA. And away we go, and on this Wednesday night, me and Kevin are going to talk about Kevin Lowe getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame, and which jersey is he going to wear, buddy? <laughs> Uh, hey, look, um, I, I mean, you'd have to think Oilers, but, you know, <laughs> you never know. If he wears a Rangers, that, I, I think I'd be pretty shocked. But Are you happy for him, though? Of course. He deserves it. Well-deserved. To be honest, I, I'm going to be I, – I really was entertaining for most of the day, and I know that they made the announcement. I didn't even see who's on the list. <laughs> well, that's why you got me here, buddy. All right? We won't spend the whole I, show on it, but look, hey, I, you, hey. Jer- Jerome again is in. Is that okay with you? Nice. I love Jerome. Okay. Big fan. All right. Marion Hosa, he gets in with three Stanley Cups. Very good. That's and good. love it. What? Right. But did, did Marcel Hosa get in? <laughs> no. 
No. Not happening. No? No. No. How many no. goals? We got to look it up. How many How many goals? <laughs> I think Marce- I think Marion Hosa had, like, more goals in, like, a week yes. <laughs> than Marcel had in, like, his career. Hey, let's not beat up on Marcel right now, okay? <laughs> Be nice, buddy. Uh, Doug Wilson, no Stanley Cups, GM of the Sharks. Uh, big Blackhawk there for a long time. You okay with Dougie getting in? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm in. All right. No complaints. We grew up watching them. I'm easy. I'm easy. Look, Paulie, I've been drinking. I'm easy tonight. I know, buddy. Easy like Sunday morning <laughs> or Wednesday evening. <laughs> uh, Ken, Ken Holland, uh, GM, like 24 Stanley Cups as a GM with the Red Wings there in the 90s, 2000s. Is that okay with you? I'm going to say no here. Seems a little what? overrated. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. He's in. All right, cool. And um, Kim St. Pierre. Uh, female goaltender for the women's hockey team of Canada, three Stanley Cups. Are we okay with that, buddy? I'm not three Stanley, Stanley Cups. Cups. I've been drinking too, I guess. Three gold medals. <laughs> I apologize. See, oh man, yeah. it's, the the alcohol's just coming right through the microphone into my. I was I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> How long have I been drunk? Um, three gold medals that get you in. Yeah, bravo. Well, there you go, pal. That's it, and um. Jerome, I think the only finals he was in was in 96. It was first year, and, and that's it. No cups for Jerome. Was it against the Lightning? That was against the Lightning, right? I believe so, yes. Seven yes, games. Was. That was a good series. I think that was a seven-gamer, too. It sure was. So make your plans. Torts. Torts. November 16th, baby. Up in, Nova, in, uh, up in Ronto, okay? Me and you will go back to the Hockey Hall of Fame together. That's that, right. that, that trip in 91. <laughs> that's right. Hopefully it'll be open this time. Yes. <laughs> All right, pal. Other than that, we're uh, you know we're we're moving along here with uh, the reopening phases here on Long Island, uh, New York. Uh, last week we touched on the fact that the uh, the Islanders currently don't have a building. It looks like uh, Vegas is going to be one of the hub cities. They're narrowing that down, uh, and a couple of NHL players have gotten the Kanuka Kanuka virus here, and uh, it seems to be happening in uh, pro sports here in, in the U.S. a little bit. Uh, any anything you want to talk about there as far as? Uh, the recent news of a couple of guys getting uh, tested positive. I believe it's uh, Tampa Bay and and Austin Matthews there up in uh, in Ronto. What do you take? What's your take, buddy? We're we gonna get this. Uh, we're gonna pull this off here in the summer. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I'm starting to get worried. Um, last week I was pretty fired up about it and and whatnot, but now that you're seeing these teams having these outbreaks and you know is it's almost in every professional sport you're seeing a couple of the baseball teams are having the outbreaks um i think like the maple uh the maple leafs goodness the blue jays had it and uh, maybe the tampa bay had it and and you're seeing some of the college football teams the they're having some outbreaks and they're gonna have to figure this out because i don't see how and, I, and again i think i've been real positive about this and wanting the season but I don't know how how these leagues are going to figure it out when half the team tests positive for Corona. I mean, thankfully, it, from what I've seen, and Paul, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't seen that any of these guys are actually been sick. Like, they're testing positive, but I haven't seen that any of them are actually sick, which is good. Um, but still, if they have it and then they're around – you know, the coaches are older, maybe they have older trainers or whatever it is. I mean, that's not good. 
So then what is the plan? Like if an entire team goes down with Corona, what happens? Like They're out. I don't They're know. Out. How, out by default. Yeah, like how how can you start the season? You know, if if that could potentially happen, and it's already happening, and they haven't even started, they haven't even started practicing, and there's teams that are being besieged by this thing. So I I've been getting concerned um, that it's not going to be able to happen. And, you know, I was talking to some of my friends this weekend about it because we were getting all excited about it. And one of my friends had said he was having a conversation with his dad saying, you know, they almost have the, the problem seems to be it's going to be in the locker room, you know, where these guys are all in this locker room and are they wearing masks or not? And they're, they're close in close quarters. And he says, it's almost going to have to be like when we were in like little league where they show up in their uniform go right out on the field and start playing. Like, I I think that may be the only way you can get past that, where you have all these guys in the close quarters. Like, like literally Henrik Lundqvist is going to show up in, like, full gear, get out of his car, you know, get on the ice. Well, he's not going to get on the ice and play. Shashorkin will. But, you know... <laughs> But, you know, I, I, I think that could be the only way to do it because you can't have these guys hanging out in the locker room or in the weight room or wherever they're going to be because it's just going to spread. So it's almost like you have to have these guys get out of their car in uniform, get on the ice, take a couple of spins around the ice, and drop the puck. Because I don't know how this is going to work, just seeing how there's already outbreaks and it hasn't even been practiced yet. You are nervous, Nelly. It's just, it's just terrible. <laughs> and and it's been this. opposite on this show so far. You've been a little, you've had some trepidation about it, and I've been the one like, ah, it's not being negative. But I saw this. It's already they're already having outbreaks that haven't even started yet. Well, they haven't started yet, so it's okay. They haven't started <laughs> yet, so we'll worry about it when they start, right? <laughs> <laughs> just let it run through the teams now. So then they don't have to worry about it later. Everybody will have had it, and then it doesn't matter. Well, look, this is how they said they were going to run it, right? So it's 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 going to be the next couple of weeks. Uh, guys are making plans to to fly over here now, and uh, and they'll just see what happens. They'll do the testing, and they'll they'll hang out. I think that's a real funny. It's funny. Me and a couple of my buddies were were talking a couple of weeks ago. My my hockey buddies we got together and. We were reminiscing back in our our role of hockey goalie. He used to we used to pick him up, and he used to be in his in his gear. We were just laughing, so it was funny just picturing uh, Lundqvist uh, getting suited up, uh, you know, before he gets in the rink. Um, we look this whole, you know, where everybody is right now. This is the insanity of it. It's just we have to wait because every week, two weeks that goes by, something else happens. You're looking at what's going on with the rest of the country. And here's New York and the Northeast now, which is becoming a country within a country with our numbers going down and it going just nuts everywhere else. And it's just, it's a trip. And we talked about this, you know, last week with regards to the, the protests that were going on. We got the reopening here in Long Island. We just have to wait and see what happens. So if you're MLB and, and the NHL and the NBA and the NFL – you have to kind of just keep going forward and, and trying this thing out and, and let the guys come in and, and just see what happens. Because other than that, I mean, other than that, they would just, you know, like a lot of us probably figured they were going to do is just cancel the whole thing. But now that they're not, you know, 
you know, in the big picture of this whole thing, you know, where the numbers are leading into today, and this is the this is the issue now is is where are the numbers going to be in the next couple of weeks because they don't seem to be going down like in states like Arizona and Texas now and Florida, and they didn't they didn't prepare they didn't go into lockdown like we did up here in the Northeast so it's a different beast and if that stuff just keeps going up and going up and going up, it it kind of breaks up. Pretty much a lot of the stuff, you know, with regards to the country. But I guess it, it really wouldn't affect, you know, the NHL. And let's stick with that for right now as far as where the hub city is going to be. So, you know, it's roulette, right, KD? It's just Russian roulette. Let's just go for it. And if these guys start going down, I guess they'll deal with it then. I, I Yeah, but, like, how can, how can that be the game plan? The game plan can't be like, well, if a team, an entire team goes down, we'll figure it out. <laughs> like, but I guess that's why they're, you know, rolling, but that's why they're rolling guys in, right? They're rolling guys in for early, you know, these first couple of weeks, right? So they're going to have everybody into the training camps, and before the tournament starts, if it starts running rampant, obviously amongst all the teams, because they're going to be in those hub cities, right? Then they'll know and they'll say, "Hey, well, look, we tried, but everybody's getting sick, and we can't do it." But they're not going to know until they get everybody together. Yeah, I, and by the way, I love I, I love that a hub city is like Vegas. Like, could you put them in a worse spot? Like, and they just let's send them all too. to let's send them all to Vegas because they they're reopened. not going to want to go out into the casinos. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, look, a lot of these guys put them in Montana. There's nobody there. <laughs> uh, look, man. I, I, it is. It's a great question, man. Because look, it's not like they're they're drawing fans. So you would have thought that they might have put them somewhere remote, right? But uh, that's not happening. So I don't know, man. We'll see what. <laughs> this is the craziness about everything. I mean, all of us here in New York too. We're we're just waiting to see what happens. I mean, New York just reopened uh, Monday. We're going into our phases are moving up because our numbers are so good. But we don't know what's going to happen in a couple of weeks. It's, it's crazy, gotten so crazy. No, it's gotten so crazy that like a month ago, like Florida wasn't letting people in from New York. Now New York isn't letting people in from Florida. Like it's insane. And now Europe, Europe doesn't want anybody from the United States going to Europe, and they're the ones who gave it to us in the first place. It's in. It's insanity. Absolute pass, pass insanity. Me pass me a beer, KD. <laughs> I <need it> too. <laughs> I'm out. I think. <laughs> and then right, but well, then right. no but then you have so you know the news was this week that you know capo caco is coming i think on friday he's either supposed to be here or he's leaving to come to new york i already have my uh be- sign i have my sign <laughs> for the airport when he comes in <laughs> what go back you have your go back sign <laughs> <laughs> what have you bus? done for us lately, brother? You, you have your bus sign? <laughs> I mean, you know, and like we discussed it on the last show. I mean, this guy has some, you know, underlying, you know, illness here. And like, you know, when I watched JD, uh, he had like a little uh, online Zoom meet or whatever he had that he was discussing, Capo, and, you know, they're going to deal with the doctors and what did the doctors say. But like, 
as soon as he comes over, he's susceptible. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, stick him in a locker room and somebody who was just in, you know, Arizona last week and boom. Like, that's why I said it goes back to like, you almost have to get these guys out of the car, get them on the ice, have them practice and get the hell out of there or to the game and get them out of there. You know, I, it's just seems so risky. I don't know. And again, I, and I've been on the other end the whole time. I just, once I saw these teams having the outbreaks, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is, this could be, it's not a lot of teams. Well, because the team, they haven't even gotten together yet. I know. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't even started yet in teams that full outbreaks. Well, not full, but. I mean, it's just, you assume like once they get together, like I said, the good thing is that these guys, at least from what I've seen, these guys aren't sick. They're just testing positive. So, I mean, that's fine. You know, it's, it's good to hear that they're not getting sick. You know, this is, it seems as though this is an illness that obviously affects if you're older, you're out of shape. Um, and, and obviously these, these guys are professional athletes, so you, you assume they'd be okay, but you know, if you do have some type of illness, you could find yourself in trouble. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just so unpredictable and, you know, it's, look, yeah, I'm, they're taking I'm a call, chance I'm here. Calling, look, I'm, I'm, calling, I'm rooting I'm for them. Right I'm not now. sitting here. I'm calling Gary. I'm not right going to be one of these the negative. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and like call Batman like a murderer because he wants to set this up. But you know, it's it's. I'm, hey, the players I'm had sure to agree. They... The NHLPA agreed to this, pal. No, you know, I understand. Well, whatever. Call, call you know everybody a murderer who wants to do it, but you know, which I I won't. But you know, it's it look, and you agree. I mean, it's 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 risky, you know. <laughs> so. I hope it works out. I'm rooting for it to work out. Yeah, I know we all are, and this is the patience for, for my own for my own entertainment values. Not because I care about the health of Cabo Caco, because <laughs> you know I want to watch I want to watch a full you know a full run to the Stanley Cup for the Rangers. That's all we want. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter who goes down. <laughs> Cabo went over. down. All right, next guy up. Next yeah. guy up. Lance La- Anderson, you're up. Oh wait, no, you're not because you're in Sweden. Oh man. Well, what about Leas? Whatever. Next subject. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Check that right off. <laughs> well, what I tell you, you what, know, let's, I... let's hey, look. All right. Hold hold on to your everybody's <laughs> going on there with the Kanuka virus here. Um, Kratzoff. Just hearing that name. And the thought of him coming to uh, camp and, and getting a shot and playing. What's your, what's your take on that? I'm excited. I'm real excited to see him get a chance. I mean, uh, you know, he had the issues earlier in the year. He didn't make the team. He pouted a little bit, ran back home to Russia. Um, and But he came back. I give him credit for, you know, looking himself in the mirror or whatever it is that, that happened. And, uh you know, came back, ate a little humble pie. And, and, you know, from all reports, and I don't really watch the Wolf Pack uh, very often or at all, uh, but all reports were that he was working hard and in the games, you know, he was scoring a bit, putting up some points. But, you know, you heard that, you know, defensively he was being responsible. He was working hard. And really that's all. Look, that's what that's what you want for these young guys who are learning that that, that they're out there. Um, you know, working hard, 
um, putting in the effort. And uh, you hope it works out for the kid. I love that they're bringing him in to to either be on the team or at least try to get a spot on the team for this, uh, you know, playoff run here or play in round, at least initially. Um, so I think, I think it's great that he's back. I, I, I hope that, you know, he appreciates this opportunity and takes advantage of it. Well, that's all he can do, right? And, it, and, and if he doesn't, he can go back to the KHL, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, you know what, what I found interesting, Paulie, and we, and we talked about this, or I talked about this all year about, you know, this team and the patience and, and, you know, JD had his little online video conference and, his, and you know, he said he had it about Kako and he had one about Kratzoff and you sent it to me, um, which I watched. But on, at the end of the Kako one, he really went into what the organization was trying to do this year with these young players. And again, he talked about patience. He talked about development. And he talked about how not every organization is willing to wait for these guys to develop and put in the time. You know, they want immediate returns. Um, and it was really good. I don't know if you saw that. It was the end of the Kako video or I saw online. And he really went into what the organization was trying to do with these young guys and not you know, really expedite things as far as their development, but letting it play out. And they feel as that is the best way to go with it. And, you know, earlier in the season when I was defending Quinn and what the organization was doing by playing guys like Brendan Smith, you know, over a Kratzoff, um, because that's what they're trying to do. They're, they're, they're being patient. They're taking their time and they're trying to build this thing the right way. You know, they don't want to put these guys in position that they're not ready for. We saw that time and again with this organization with, you know, Jamie Lundmark or Manny Malhultra, where these guys were not ready, you know, for the limelight to be in the NHL, but they're high draft picks. So let's just throw them out there and it doesn't work. So, you know, they have a plan. JD has a plan. This is a smart guy who, since he's been in the front office, has had a ton of success. And, you know, for anybody, you know, on Twitter, uh, you know, to be, you know, uh, questioning what this guy is doing and what this organization is doing is absolutely ridiculous. They have a plan, and this plan isn't going to play out, you know, it's going to play out, you know, over the next couple of years. It's not isn't this year and it's over and Kratzoff needs to be an all-star and Kako needs to be scoring 40 goals and Leas Anderson needs to be, you know, on the top line, you know, it's going to play out and some of the guys are going to make it and some aren't. And, you know, look, the things with, with Leas Anderson right now are disappointing, but I don't think his time at the Rangers are over. You know, he didn't want to come back yet. And maybe there's still some issues that they got to work out and, and it could be a future here with this team. But the Rangers are willing to be patient with these guys. They were patient with Kako. They didn't just cut ties with them. They were more than happy to welcome him back. And from all reports, they've been talking with Leas Anderson, trying to do the right thing, trying to get him back in the fold. And that's awesome. You know, this is what we've all been waiting for for these years. And, uh, you know, I think Ranger fans should be excited. 
that video really got me fired up that it was like a final two minutes where JD really went over what they were doing and, uh, you know, put me in a, a good state of mind of, of the, for this team and where they're going. Sounds good, buddy. I'm excited for Kratzoff to take uh capital spot on the team. <laughs> Beat him out for the spot, man. You know, goodness. Look, gracious. the more the merrier. Uh, this is great. You know, this kind of was answering one of my questions about you know how they how they're going to pull this tournament off. Where does the AHL guys, the younger guys, uh, fit in? Does uh, you know Miller get a chance to come on here as well? You know, what what kind of team will you know every coach I guess uh, in this league? You know, with you talking about guys testing and positive and everything. I think it was like uh, five days ago, the report came out, uh, Katie, it was like 200 <laughs> players were tested initially and 11 players came back testing positive. So it's still a small number. And, and again, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. But as far as the Rangers and, and the team that they have and the team that we watched this year and JD and the future, I mean, it's all great stuff. I mean, I'm sitting here just kind of listening to you and everything. And I, I, it's just like, you know, you, you get a little angry and I'm sure that's just for everyone. Like I said, it's, it's not being selfish. And, and like I said, Bigger things are more important than sports and games and stuff like that. But you know, we're all we're all human. We all love our games. We all love our sports, and we all loved our normal way of life, which was going on there about four months ago. And the fact that you know we talk about the, the team and, and and the prospect of this tournament and also the future. And the thing is, is we have no idea where anything is going to lay up here in the next you know, let alone two months, let alone six months, as far as. You know, things getting back to normal and, and, and crowds and, and everything else. And and if you look at the numbers statistically, I mean, the cases, you know, are, are over 2 million. And we're a country of 370 million people here. And then, yes, every single death sucks. And God rest everybody's soul. And for anybody out there who's listening, who has family and friends who have lost it, it's no doubt. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's tough. When you look at the, the the numbers, it's 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 almost still like a very small number, and all of us here are just trying to figure out one way to to put an extra foot out the door, to do an extra thing, to start going to restaurants here and everything else, and this big thing called sports and everything else is and, and concerts and all this stuff is still like down the road, um, and we have no idea where it's going to lay up, and here we are sitting about talking about it, and you know. The prospect of this happening and uh, and how to make sense, how to enjoy it. You know, the the Premier League started this week. Uh, Manchester United played again today, and they played the other day. And it was I watched the first game back the other day, and they had I liked it. I think it was kind of cool. Um, they had crowd noise. I guess they spent some time and and mixing it. It was kind of like you know they they took it from a video game, and they just have a guy there, and he was waiting for like the different you know dramatic parts of the game or whatever, and they would bring it up. But it kind of gave that element, like if you were watching the game and there were people in the stands, you know, they had the stands covered and all that stuff. But I kind of dug it. It was it was pretty cool, and, and you did have the option to watch it without the sound too as well. So that was like the first glimpse into what it's going to be like to start watching uh, the, the sports we really like, like I said, hockey and, and, and baseball and everything else. And it's just kind of I, I, I weird to I have mean, to get used to this thing. No, I don't mean to cut you off. I, I missed the soccer. It, I mean, you enjoyed it? Like, did you feel like something was missing? Or, like, how did it come off, like, on TV? I mean, the guys themselves, uh, to me, like I said, if you're watching it on TV, right? So th- what they did was, if 
you know, for the most part, yeah, they're going to crowd shots, obviously, during a game, during moments, dramatic moments, moments and everything. And then when, like, you know, just in soccer alone and when guys get pulled down or if a shot is or the, the possession goes the other way and you hear that, that's basically your general um, crowd noise that's going on. So, but when they, they kind of shrunk it, so they weren't going to the stands as much, so you're just pretty much focused on the game. And, you know, when we watch hockey and everything else too, it's kind of the same thing. The camera's going to be pretty much following the game, so you're you're pretty much, I was looking at it like, hey, you know, this isn't so bad because you're really just watching the players in the play anyway. I don't know what it's like for the players to be in. It must be like a ghost town just to be in there and all you're hearing is the, you know, the cleats and the, and the ball slapping off the feet and all that other stuff, and there's just like no atmosphere. But for me watching the game, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, it was a little weird, but I found it enjoyable, and it's great that they're playing, and it's at least something for us to watch, and so far so good as far as, I didn't get a chance to watch the Spanish League. I know uh, Barcelona's been back and everything else. Uh, I haven't watched any of that yet. But for first goal how is, for me, I, I, I thought it wasn't that bad. I, I enjoyed it. It was okay. How, how was the level of play? I mean, was the, was it up to par? I mean, did you feel well, as though maybe not having the crowd there was, you know, had an impact on the players at all? Or it just seemed I like think, a regular I think game? That's, I think that's way too early even to tell because these guys have been – they've been out of shape or they haven't played yeah. game play. Yeah. So, I mean, just if it was just a regular season, they'd still need a couple of games to, to get it under their legs and stuff like that and, and get things going. Yeah. So for me, I take it simple. Uh, just the fact that you're watching the game, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and gripe and, and uh, bemoan the quality of the level of play right now because it's too early. I think more than anything, it was just pretty cool. Let's just say for me as a Manchester United fan, just to be, you know, following the, uh, the team account and the, seeing the players again and, and, and seeing them play and just that whole, the, the league is back and, and there's some game and there's something for us else to kind of look into uh, something that was, we were accustomed to, you know, all the time and it was taken away from us. And now the game is back on. And like I said, I, I, it's, it's not such a big deal without the crowd thing. I think uh, – I haven't seen any interviews yet, but I imagine that would be my first question to any player. I mean, what's it like being out there and, and just crickets? Well, I'll tell you what, Paulie. The Rangers better come ready to play because they're in the playing round. There's no <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> because if you're trying to figure it out, you're going back home after like a week of coming back. They'll be all suited up, like you said, buddy, ready to go. <laughs> right Hank's out of the, the taxi start. cab. Hank's getting the start, right? <laughs> That's right, right off of the roulette table at the MGM Grand, right into the rink. Hey, buddy, what's your take on uh, the, the news here that Lindy Ruff might be uh, was interviewed or, or could possibly go to the New Jersey Devils? Love it. Take them. Enjoy, Devils fans. Our gift <laughs> to you. <laughs> We know we Ranger fans normally don't like giving gifts to Devils fans, but for this, we'll make the exception. <laughs> Enjoy. We'll drop them off. When do you think that would? Off. When do you think that was would happen? Like that wouldn't happen now, right? Like all like once this is over. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. Isn't there a draft coming up too? I mean, why not get them in there and over there and before the tournament? I know? guess. I was. I guess the Rangers would just let him go. Would we be? It's okay? almost like would, with, okay. would we be okay? No, I mean we would be okay, but that would be sort of unusual, right? That's sort of like um, 
like when you see some college football coaches leaving before like the bowl game, it's like you're with the team all year. And then the bowl game is like, oh, no, I, I left, uh, you know, Colorado to go to USC or, you know, whatever it is, you know, that that would be that would be strange. Like yeah, you, you like lose them right before you come back before the playing round. Yeah. What do we do? We bring, we bring Buka Boom back. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ah, Buka would, boom, baby! It would be, it would just be strange timing. That's why I was wondering. Like, you saw him down there. Obviously, the Devils want to bring somebody in, you know, as soon as they can. But are the Rangers like? Are they saying, "Well, let's wait"? You know, if the Devils have contacted the Rangers about him, you know, when are they allowing that to happen? You know, I, I'd assume because they've had rough on for so long that they wouldn't, you know, and I, I assume they have some fondness for him. Why? I don't know. But, you know, would they just be like, oh, yeah, leave. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and you look at Lindy being in that situation, too. You know, he's been with this team and he has a chance to at least be a part of the coaching staff for the for this tournament, one of a kind tournament. Does he? stick around and go or if he gets off of the job i guess he's got to take the job i mean obviously the devil's not going to be a part of this thing so it's interesting i mean uh i don't think me or you are going to lose any sleep over it one way or the other but i just thought it was kind of interesting that it was uh it's out there and i'm just picturing lindy um taking that team over and i, I just don't know if it's um you know a really a great fit for for the devils or you know just with some other guys that are out there but hey you know, not to knock on Lindy. Lindy's all right. He straightened the ship out a little bit, right? We weren't complaining about him too much there towards the end of the uh, yeah. Season. I mean, look, you can't things are going away. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't complain about the second half of the season. You are correct that uh, you know a lot of the issues defensively. Um, and I know there's questions as to whether or not he was even the defensive coach. I'm not even sure what the hell he was doing back there. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the Rangers defense definitely figured it out. Um, I'm trying to think what, what are other Ranger devil sort of crossovers? I mean, we had like Bruce driver, John McLean, anything more recent, uh, Boyle, Brian Boyle. He was yeah. on the devils recently. He didn't, he didn't go straight from the Rangers over there though. Yeah. That's not really too much of a big deal. Yeah, I'm trying, to think. I'm trying to think if there was anything anything big. Well, yeah, I remember when I, I hated it when Bernie Nichols went there because I loved. Bernie oh, that's when he right. With us, yeah, and he yeah. was big in that '94 series yeah, for the awesome. Devils against the Rangers. Bernie. Yeah, I mean Bernie was just he was great. one of their better players in that series. You're right. That's a big one that I forgot. Well, that was a trip too because you know he's playing with them, playing well, and obviously. You know, he was part of that big trade. <laughs> you know, I mean, if could you imagine if if Bernie had a went on and and won the cup that year in '94? <laughs> the fact that he was traded, Oof. you know, was part of that uh, Messier deal a few years back, and then uh, and I don't think he was he wasn't on the Devils roster in '95. I don't think Bernie ever won a cup. He missed out with oh, LA. Uh, I don't think that. Yeah, that 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 may be the biggest one, the biggest. Ranger that would then went to the Devils. Ah, McLean, I guess McLean was a big time Devil player, huh? Yeah, McLean. What was he with? 
Was McLean on the team in 97? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I don't think I, so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I'm a geek here and start looking it up here on the phone and stuff. I'm just trying to use uh, my <laughs> my fading memory here, too. Well, I mean, if you go up and down, you know, forwards and Ross, there's probably one other big guy we're forgetting. Always, yeah. I'm sure there is. I mean, obviously, it's a trip having, you know, Brandon Lemieux play for us after his, you know, his father was such a, a big part of those, you know, early 90s teams as well, too, you know, playing against them. And um, so that's kind of maybe a, a little connection there as well, too. It's uh, always it was always weird having like ex devil or an ex islander like LaFontaine. I mean, you know, he was like, you know, obviously after the cup run, you know, he was like Mr. Islander. And then he came to the Rangers. That was weird. You know, I, I really I, enjoyed I, him playing here as a Ranger, too. To yeah, I mean, he was McKean a guy. Yeah, out. I mean, he remember Keen taking him out. Our own guy. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, Rice. yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, and and uh, you know who was a big player, a, a role player, but had a big, big time role. And it was in '97 was Patrick Flatley for the Rangers in the '97 run, and he got hurt in the Flyer series when everyone got hurt. Sundstrom got hurt. He got hurt. I think Bill Berg got hurt. Like, all the guys that were going to go up against, like, the Legion of Doom line, they kept getting hurt. Um, Patrick Flatley, which, you know, that was weird. Um, you know, and obviously the, the top one was Trache <laughs> behind the bench. I mean, that didn't last very long. but That's still a weird <clears> – <throat> that was a weird moment for us, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and the whole de- that whole decision was strange too because Trache like wrote out like a whole thing. Remember, he wrote like uh, why he wanted to be the coach, and it impressed Sather, and that was the big thing that he like wrote out this. <laughs> who did uh, who did Trotz replace? Do you remember who? Uh, I can't remember who, who was the coach before Trache. It wasn't Low, was it? Can't remember. We're horrible. Yeah. We're horrible Ranger podcasters. We know nothing. I don't know why anybody. <laughs> haven't got. Hey, a I'm like, I'm like ten <laughs> Paps ribbons in. So, is that what you were drinking today? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Old old, old hey, man beer today. Speaking of drinking, man, I, you got to let the fan base know about the switch you made. Oh yeah. I mean, so this, this is pretty important. Know, as, as I, I, I have been, you know, Paul, you know, one of the biggest White Claw supporters on the planet. But, you know, someone introduced me to the Montauk Seltzers uh, two weeks ago. And I don't know. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't gone near the White Claw since. And uh, so, you know, it's good, Paul. And the excuse I can make is, you know, we're Long Islanders. We got to support, you know, the local businesses here. So I think it's okay that I've tra- transitioned over to the Montauk Seltzers. Well, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm a huge fan of Montauk <laughs> Place. It's my favorite place in the world. I love going out there. Montauk Brewery, their beers are phenomenal. The Seltzers, I haven't tried one yet, but that's just great stuff. And um, I- I'm proud of you, man. I- I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just glad you told me before me and, you know, uh, marketing division here went to White Claw because we were going to try and pitch a big sponsorship for uh, you know the next 
full hockey season that comes back whenever that is. So now um, it's a little local. I can actually drive out there and stop in and bring a couple of T-shirts and a hat and, you know, a picture of you. And <laughs> we'll, see. we'll seal the deal with Montauk Seltzer's, buddy. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, I like the berry. It's pretty good. McBerry, I think you it are, is. You it's, are a it's fruity the... fella. <laughs> it's it's pretty good pretty 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 good pretty pretty good indeed and you are feeling pretty pretty good all good stuff man so anything else that uh, we want to try and cover here i mean obviously uh you know uh a little bit of news tidbits in here for us to kind of you know hang in there and and kind of jump on here a little bit but I, I think you know what you were talking about at the beginning of the show and it's for everybody else here too is just to kind of wait and see and it's going to be weird uh you know, having um, you know, hockey here in the summer. Can I can I get a quick take? Can we do a baseball thing and 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 just get your take on on this sixty game season that these multi gazillionaires uh, finally put together? I mean, uh, what's your take on that, real quick? Baseball, you mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I, I'm similar to I'm just happy to hear like this stuff is is coming. I I have the same concerns. I mean, obviously, and. Uh, a week ago, it didn't look like any of this was going to happen, but that normally happens before an agreement is settled. You know, it's always darkest before dawn or whatever the saying is. So, you know, you assume they were eventually going to come up with something. It's interesting that they couldn't figure this stuff out, but then the word came out that like, well, baseball could just say we're starting and that's fine. It's like, well, why didn't they do this like two months ago? It, it, sort of, it was sort of strange. And they were just like, okay, the season's going to start on this date now. After they couldn't come up with some type of agreement. That, and the Players Association was like, oh, yeah, that works. So, like, what were they arguing about the whole time? Why did this take so long? It was, it was pretty strange. But I am happy to see that uh, we'll get a little Mets baseball. Um, I really? think similar. To- You're excited for Mets baseball. Who owned the team? Sim- what? Who owned um, the team? Uh, <laughs> Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez are going to buy the Mets. It's going to be fantastic. Do you guys even have a manager? <laughs> do we What's have a manager? What did, uh, they hired uh, – what the hell did they hire? Who's exactly. our manager? Thank you very much. Goodness gracious. I really uh, – Paulie, I've been away from sports for like way too long. Everybody has, buddy. It's okay, man. It's all right. It's all right. It's it's you know it's a little different for us to deal with, you know. And some of us go out and drink Paps Blue Ribbon, ribbon for six seven hours. The rest, <laughs> the rest of us do other things, more uh, productive things. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, not not that I'm like remembering, and by remembering, I mean looking it up on my phone. We hired Carlos Beltran, but then he got caught with his cheating. So then we got friggin' Luis Rojas. Oh, so yes. he's got who actually to be honest, to be I was more worried about Beltron being the coach because he had zero experience than Rojas, who was actually within the organization and he knows these younger guys. So to be honest, I think Rojas is probably the better fit with this team than than Beltron. You know, now that we've transitioned from a Ranger podcast to a Med podcast. Um, you know, that, that's my two cents on, on that managerial hire. It's exciting, man. It's, uh, it's by the way, I think the, I, I think the, I think the only people that were excited about the coronavirus and all the protests are the Houston Astros 
because they were getting <laughs> destroyed before all this happened, right? They were like literally the butt of like every joke. You know, everybody was angry with them, and it was just like hate, so much hate going on the the Houston Astros. And now, like, literally nobody talks about that cheating scandal at all. It's like it never even happened. Well, once, believe me, once they start showing pictures of these guys, you know, in training camp and getting ready, oh, believe me, it's going to come back. And, look, I'm telling you right now, you know, as far as us Yankee fans, anytime they, you know, come out here, I don't even know how that's going to work. I even looked at the schedule. I don't know if they're even going to play each other this year or not. But, uh, you know, believe me, they will be reminded as uh, the season begins one way or the other so uh we'll see what happens with that but uh the more uh, abuse they get I'm, I'm all for it bring on bring back the abuse there kd for the astros and uh we'll continue to abuse <laughs> the Met fans like us yankee fans like to do as well too it's all good i was gonna say you're yeah you're a yankee fan you're just you're just your ass and now, now you have an excuse to blame it on <laughs> Angry Met fan. They, they beat you, don't they? beat I, you. They outsmarted you. Deal with it. <laughs> What's been your excuse since 86? <laughs> p- p- piss poor management. <laughs> outsmarted the, the will ponds. The, w- the will ponds has been our fucking problem. Oh, oh now, I gotta, now I got to change it to an ex- explicit show. Dump button. Hit the dump uh, button. Dump button. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. We've lost KD. <laughs> He's gone. We're going to have to edit the show. I don't even know if we should uh, post this one, buddy. <laughs> Paulie doesn't even know how to edit the show. He doesn't know what to do now. Oh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Show's getting interesting now. Already, who you got the next dig? I'm ready for you. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I'm still trying to look up who coached the Rangers before Chachi. <laughs> Somebody's got to know. Don't count on us. Trache. Who? What year was Trache again? Do you remember the year? The year? No. No. I like that. Oh wait, hold on. Wikipedia. List of Rangers coaches. This isn't a list. Oh, here we go. Ron Lowe, I was right. Look at me. Wow. Awesome. Uh, how about cool. this? Who took over? Who took over when they hired Trache? Um, I'm getting you gotta tell me because I'm scrolling, so I'm trying to find out. Sather. <laughs> uh, Remember he took uh, over? Yeah. That should have been easy. That should have been yeah. easy. Yeah. I, I'm pretty excited that I pulled Ron Lowe out. That was good. Excellent. I was just looking at the, this. That was January 29, 2003. Trottier, a rookie NHL head coach, was fired by the Rangers on Wednesday as the league's highest paid team faced the sixth straight season without a playoff berth. The Rangers Oof. had a payroll of $70 million were last in the Atlantic Division and were halfway through the season at 21-26-6-1. That's what you get for $70 million and a former six-time Stanley Cup champion in the 2003. Paulie, 
you you know it just like I do. Those were some dark times, my friend. You know what's weird? You know, you know what the number was? How many games he was fired? It was 54. like 50 something, right? 54. Yeah. How many years yeah. did it take between 1940 and 1994? <laughs> That's kind of weird, man. That's if you're into those numbers. Now. I, you know, which is why I always laugh. I'm like, Twitter is 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 not real life, and uh, you know, it's just people sort of yelling in like an echo chamber. But like, I, I always laugh at people, compl- Ranger fans, complaining about what's been going on for like the last 16 years. Like, it's been nothing but, like... Give me an example. No, I mean, just look at the people who are complaining about David... uh, About Quinn this year. Like, about, like, he's playing these veterans over these younger guys and blah, blah, blah. There's a plan. They, I went over this before. They have a plan. When Satan was running things, they were literally just throwing money at everybody. There was no plan. They were spending $70 million. They were hiring Brian Trottier... And they weren't making the playoffs. Like, that's miserable. That you can complain about. Not we're rebuilding and we're going to be patient with these young kids. And we're going to deal with some losing. That's how we're going to work it. That you don't complain about. When you're throwing big-time money at over-the-hill players and it's not working, that's what you complain about. You know, or not, you know, winning the Stanley Cup. People who complain, and I joke about it, we joke about it, about Lundquist. There's people who actually criticize Lundquist. And, you know, meanwhile, like, the guy has literally brought every success that this organization has had over the last 16 years. Um, So that type of, like, thinking and mentality, and look, it's the younger fan, and they didn't go through that time like we did when it was just complete miserableness. And this, the team, like, you had, like, this little glimmer of hope that if they went on some, like, miracle run in March, like, maybe they would make the playoffs. And they never did. Um, you know, and the only thing that you could root for was, like, the checkmates. You know, like, you know, Nedved. Like, you're like, oh, Nedved. Yeah, like, great. <laughs> the team was terrible. <laughs> like, great, the checkmates. They didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> it was terrible. It's crazy, man, because when you think of just 90, you know, when they came back and they had the the Stanley Cup, you know, uh, ceremony there on the ice. I mean, you know, Keenan doesn't come back. Just, you know, we were just doomed. And then all the, the just the years of the free agency and then Mark leaving, you know, after Wayne coming and then Mark leaving and that was a whole fiasco too. And then he comes back and... And all the guys from Flurry to Verbeek, you think of all the guys who uh, who came in and, and and put the you know the jersey on for us. All these you know uh, they were just you know travelers at the time, you know uh, free agent guys that were just picking up and plugging in holes and and all those years and the years of not making the playoffs, you know, and then Yager and Shanahan and I mean you think about you know and you know the the lockouts. I mean just all those ugly disgusting years and then obviously 2014 where you know you were you were plugging away there still at the blog and everything and probably a year or two before that I was I was you know I my far as hockey the hockey business for me it was you know I was working real hard at it wasn't really going that great and 
I had I had actually had a really sour taste uh, for the Rangers, obviously. Um, you know, during you know, leading up to to Torts, uh, you know, getting them close, and then obviously Vigneault getting them there. And I, you know, I I really liked Vigneault when he came in here, and obviously there was a lot of fun going on those first couple of years and the stadium series, and it kind of it kind of came back and obviously culminated with the with the cup run. So. You know, to complain really about the organization here in the last, you know, you know, obviously six to ten years, there's, there's not really that much to complain about because we, we had some amazing runs. We had some great teams, and you just can't get there. You can't get over the hump sometimes. And, and you look at some of the great teams that were that have won the Cup between the Kings teams, between the Hawks teams, the, uh, you know, the Penguins, obviously, and, and Detroit getting in there and so on and so forth. And, and now we've got this – you know, young team, and there's no doubt about it. I mean, it started, you know, obviously the letter, but say they're just stepping down and just kind of handing the reins over. And then, you know, it was a great surprise with getting JD in here. That was just huge. You know, he's one of us. We all love him, especially the older guys like me and you and stuff and growing up with the guy. And and we watched from afar and, you know, uh, to see him go to St. Louis and then to him, him running the show in, in Columbus. And, you know, just to touch on um, JD and 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 him hiring Torts, you know Torts, you know after that debacle in Vancouver, after he got fired here and he goes out to Vancouver, and that was a what a, what a crap show that was. And then JD giving him that chance, and he you know he turned that organization around, he turned his career around, Tortorella, and that's a great thing that everybody's got to kind of look at with JD too, in terms of the kind of person he is. Uh, and and that goes to your point about what he was saying in the video as far as patience, uh, commitment. You talk about guys like Anderson and Kratzoff. It goes back to what J.D. did with Torts, man, and he hung in there with him. He gave him that second chance, and they look what they, look what he's done for Columbus. Uh, it, it's, it's fantastic. It's exciting. And now J.D.'s here with us, and us Ranger fans, you know, we, we didn't win anything recently, obviously, but we got pretty damn close, and we got into a bunch of conference finals and some amazing series, and we watched some great players. And then we watched our organi- organization do what it should have done and started trading guys and getting prospects and, and getting rid of the big names, the guys who were done there towards the end of the run, especially after you know 2014, those guys that put thousands of miles on those skates. And uh, if not for anything, you know, me and you are back together talking <laughs> Ranger hockey, which we probably weren't going to do. And I think it's a big part of that is because guys like me and you, who spend so much time and 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 as as do all Ranger fans in terms of putting their hearts and souls to the team, um, and then seeing this kind of a, a rejuvenization of the organization, the kids, the prospects, Coach Quinn, you know, Gorton, JD, we, we got it all. And and then, and again, you know, we reflected on this the last couple of shows. It's 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 a bummer for it all to stop. It, uh, it's a bummer for everybody for it to stop. But this, like I said, this is our team. This is our Ranger show. This is why we're doing this. It's about our guys, and we do have a lot to look forward to. And whether it's this tournament or future seasons to come at us here in the next couple of years, I mean, that's the great thing. It's our guys are young, and uh, we'll see what happens with the you know the. Um, the expansion draft here and, and how those things play out. But, I mean, we're locked and loaded in the nets. Um, we've got a great young defensive core and some some really good guns up front. And, you know, we, we get nail a couple of free agents and move the parts around. And I think the further Quinn goes as a coach, KD, the better he's going to get. And I think we're okay. So, 
I certainly don't complain anymore. I'm excited about this team. Everybody knows that who listens to this podcast. We've been positive and fun, and and here we are on a, on a Wednesday in June, and we're waiting for the team and the league to come back, and we're just kind of happy to be talking about it. And it's it's all about the future, and the future looks good. And especially if you're a Ranger fan, um, things things are okay here, pal. So I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I I think this time with the Rangers, besides like the 1930s when they won the cups into like the 19 into the 1940 season, I I know the Rangers haven't won a cup in that 2004 to 2017. It's like almost like the golden era, one of the golden eras of Rangers hockey for all those wins. And you have Ranger fans who were like complaining that like Elaine Vigneault didn't play like Adam Clendenning over like Dan Girardi. Like that's the complaints. Like meanwhile, and you were given off the list of the plays that we were dealing with, with eight straight playoff list years, you know, we're going through Lindros and Holik and yeah, Kaminsky. Wow. There you go, we forgot about Holik like, with the Devils. Holy yeah, oh, that's right. There we go. We we said we were missing somebody. That's the most egregious. Yes. Like, Driver was awful. McLean was okay. Lafonte, uh, who we said with the other person we were saying, whatever. Whole league was the worst, easily. But, so, you know, we, that happened. That era happened with all those players that we were bringing in Pavel Burry on one leg. We brought in a one-legged Pavel Burry, <laughs> and none of it worked. None of it. No playoffs, nothing. And, you know, again, Ranger fans complaining that Elaine Vigneault is the worst coach because he won't play Adam Clendenning, who's, like, played, like, 80 NHL games over his career. You know, he's not playing over, like, Dan Girardi. Like, it, you know, you got spoiled. You got spoiled. <laughs> Certainly but, do. you know, I hope to be spoiled, you know, again, very soon with this team, because I think I, you know, again, with this JD um, video and everything, and it's not just the video, they've been saying it all year. You know, I think that they're building this thing right where they're going to be contenders for the next decade or so. And hopefully, you know, unlike the run that they just had, um, you know, they get a win a cup or two. and. And it'll officially be, you know, one of the best decades, you know, with that this Ranger franchise has ever had, you know, and, and think of all the, uh, you know, tough times that Ranger fans have had to deal with over the years, you know, not having a cup between 1940 and 94, um, you know, and then going through that eight year playoff list um, drought there, uh, you know, we deserve it. We deserve you know, a nice run. While I said it was a good time between 04 and 78, we still didn't win a cup. It was good. Lots of amazing, amazing uh, victories and and experiences that we all felt as fans. But, man, you still you still ultimately need that cup. You know, you know, we're one of the franchises, you know, that that, you know, we need we deserve. We've hung in there a cup. You know, obviously you could throw, you know, Toronto in there as well. It's been a long-ass time for them also, um, you know, being an original six team. Um, but, you know, Ranger fans have hung in there through thick and thin. MSG is always packed uh, no matter what. Um, and, and you just hope that this rebuild uh, goes the right way because 
We deserve it. I deserve it, Paulie. <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> well, we, we've got to get you what you deserve, KD, because, you know. That's what I'm saying. That's the most important thing, buddy. Hey, look, man, we got plans, you know. Hopefully, you know, me, this will be the first year of the Go Rangers Radio podcast, and who knows, maybe we'll be old men still doing this thing uh, over the next 10 to 15 years as this uh, team and this organization progresses. And, you know, we, uh, we got to be doing the shows at the Garden, man. We got to make this thing happen and ride this team, and hopefully these will be all great things to look forward to down the road and a sponsorship from Montauk Seltzer and, and all kinds of stuff yeah. like that. So it's just actually to be honest. <laughs> we we start we start the podcast and a pandemic happens. You think people want us? <laughs> it's not our fault, buddy. <laughs> it's not. We're, our we're, fault, we're the jinx. <laughs> we're the mush. It's all good, brother. It's all fun, and it's been another great night of Go Rangers Radio podcast here with KD and myself, Foley. Want to thank everybody once again for listening. And uh, KD, man, bravo to you, buddy, pulling this off tonight, man. <laughs> I told you I'm a professional. <laughs> you get a good night's sleep tonight, buddy, all right? <laughs> uh, I, won't, I won't wake you up in the morning tomorrow, all right? You get a nice, get a nice good rest, okay? <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Everybody, thanks so much, as always, for listening and downloading. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's been great coming back and doing these uh, and seeing everybody still hanging in there with us and listening. So, uh, as always, me and KD uh, really appreciate it. So, KD, with that, say goodnight to the folks. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody. And as always, let's go, Rangers. Stay safe out there, folks. <laughs>